0: Too Many Comics, episode 192. Uh, Brooks, this is, I'm going to put, put this up just because uh, we've got an, another important uh, signing coming up your way. Uh, one that you have already got signed. Um, yes. That, that being Brian K. Vaughan and Cliff Chang will be doing a signing in New York City for the finale of Paper Girls. And I can update you that I got my saga number one out of storage. So that's step one. Okay.
1: And now I just need to package it up and send it your way. Well, I mean, listen, this is the thing. I was telling a friend of mine, I'm like, I get this shit sign. It's like $500 now or whatever the hell it is. I don't even know. I haven't, I haven't checked. <laughs> Just made that up. But I mean, I mean, I got Sligo 1 and 2 sitting out. Now, what do you have to buy in order to get this done? I have no idea. Well, that's the whole point. You have to buy something. Okay, well, I will give you the money to buy whatever it is. Well, I mean, I already bought you something else. I assume Maybe it's Paper Girls something. So, Yeah, I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. So well, shoot, because well, I mean, last time they, they generously let me do – um, when I got – which I still have the Mr. Miracle thing. I, I get to double down because you get, you get like the book that you have to buy, whatever the hell it is, and then you get two additional things. Now, naturally, my saga is getting signed at Faux Show. and But I'm wondering if I buy two of that thing again, what else that you might have of his you could also send up. So think about that. I intend to do saga one and two because I feel like two is that much more rare.
0: Hmm.
1: But 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 think about that.
0: I do have Saga one and two.
1: Um, or I could buy like fifty things, and you get the whole suit <laughs> <gotten signed. laughs> Uh Yeah, d-
0: didn't I buy something of his signed? Did I buy like? Wasn't there something uh, online that we we purchased? Was it Private Eye that was signed? I got I I got mine signed live in concert. I feel like we bought something of his online from shop. It was like thirty some bucks. It was a hardcover mm-hmm. of something. Mm-hmm. I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but I'm pretty
1: pretty sure I have that something to find. That, that sounds right. Does, I mean, I, mean I for sure it does, and I I for sure did get how did we get what the hell was that? I don't know. What what the hell was that? I mean the only I'm, other thing like off the top of my head that
0: I'm trying to think that I own that that is like meaningful to me as I mean, maybe one of my um, collected editions of Runaways or you know, one of my random issues of runaways of his. Uh but you That's know, not as important as getting the Saga 1 and perhaps 2 signed.
1: Okay, so you have to get Paper Girls 30 uh, signed. Uh, you have to buy that in okay. order to Easy enough. Play, play the game. So what I'll probably do – so this is Thursday, 6 to 8, um, what August they, 1st. What, so, okay, I, guess I got some time. Yes, you do. Is I'm going to drag a buddy of mine uh, who went to the last one to to, to to confirm we can double down on the shit we can get signed. Perfect. And since we we also work together – uh, last time he was like really late. This time we should be okay to like really make this happen. Perfect. Because we bickered in the street. <laughs> he almost ruined this. He almost ruined this for you. It's a plan. I remember. We don't need. <laughs> we don't need to rehash this. Uh, I mean, I said. I said he's wearing a stupid habit so living that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hurt. Well, anyway, so but, but this is exciting. I mean, will they remember me? Of course not. But I think, again, this is an epic signing. And I intend to get there as early as possible because I assume this is going to be a very long line. And, and being, again, this team is killer. I only, I, I only feel bad that I have nothing else of Cliff Chang's work. I, that makes me feel weird. Where I'm like, I know you for this one thing. Yeah. Back to, Bri- back to Brian Kavar. Well, I mean, that's
0: I mean, I wouldn't have anything else of Fiona Staples to sign but Saga. I would have Archie. Well, I
1: I don't have Archie, so well, I would. I'm yeah. a true fan.
0: What else has uh,
1: Cliff Chang? Like, what's his bigger books? Do we even know? I think uh, he did some variant covers for sure. I know that. But uh, I yeah, know that. But I, I because I know that because I bullshitted uh, at the last signing that I was like, I'm a big fan of your variant covers because I looked that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so he, he did a lot of Wonder Woman with uh, Brian Azzarello. I mean, I'm a big expert in the elevator when it comes to the work of Cliff Chang. I bet that's a pretty good run. 2011-2014, yeah, well.
0: Wonder Woman, Cliff Chang drawing with Brian Azzarello writing. That's cool. That'd be worth checking out. Uh, maybe for a future week when there's nothing else to read for number one. I like it. All right. We talked last time about the rumors of out of Bleeding Cool that DC would be shutting down Vertigo, and they have since confirmed that. So DC retires Vertigo, combines all imprints under a single banner, and they have age specific labels, so it's, it's DC everything, and it's DC Kids, DC, and DC Black Label, starting January
1: twenty uh, I mean, twenty. I mean, that's just sad. Yeah, I, mean, I uh, know that there are business decisions for this, and, I, and there was talk about the relaunch. It didn't necessarily set the world on fire, and but you know, there was um, a story. I wish I put it in here, and I guess I can't. Believe I didn't uh, talking about the Top Vertigo series you should be reading, which we'll talk about later. But, yeah, uh, I did. I did see that, and. What was born out of this as well
0: on Twitter? There was a a lot of a big time thread with a lot of creators that were chiming in of with Vertigo gone. List your five favorite Vertigo titles. And there were a lot of books that I've have forgotten over the years that were Vertigo, because um, obviously going through it. Why the Last Man? Preacher. Um, even now, as I'm trying to recall them. Like some like Day Tripper was Vertigo, which I don't think I really remembered until someone had listed it in their top five. Yeah. So that right there is like three of my all time favorite books.
1: Yeah, I mean came again, from Vertigo.
0: Uh, Fables. Yeah, that was always listed. One hundred bullets.
1: Um yeah, I mean, something yeah. like Sweet Tooth, I forgot was Vertigo. Oh, uh, Mr. Jepperd. Yeah, 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 big fan of Sweet Tooth. Me too. I mean, so yeah, you got Sweet Tooth, Preacher, Fables, uh, Hundred Bullets, Sandman. Uh that's, so yes, they they've certainly had their arms around some pretty good offerings over the years. So you know, I mean, maybe they know what they're doing. Maybe not. <laughs> time will tell. But, but I,
0: I assume out of that DC black label imprint that they're they're still going to try to push some of these types of books. And obviously they'll still, some of those titles, I mean, they've kicked around, they've done like some, uh, newer Sandman type stuff. And I'm sure they'll try to revive some of those series within there, but, uh, it is just sad to not see the, the Vertigo title anymore. Well, Oh, well, speaking of Vertigo, we mentioned why the last man is being one of its all time, uh, best series. And we have so good. Last, yeah, we made an, an offhand comment last show about how we can't we're getting all these TV shows up in the air, but we can't get this one. And uh, sure enough, they landed a new showrunner just uh, shortly after that. So maybe it's still the guy. According to Eliza Clark, Clark, who's known for her work on such series as Animal Kingdom and The Killing,
1: will write and executive produce. Remember, we met the Killing's lead actress, time? What was her name? Right? Mer- no. Are we sure? It, it's it, yes. It's it, it has a weird pronunciation. She was also on, Mario Enos. Maray. That's how you say it. Well, whatever. And also, she she was on like um, what was that show with polygamy on HBO? I feel like she was on that. She played twins. Um, that I don't know. You know, with Bill Paxton. Remember that? Masters of Sex. No, that's on Showtime. Remember What'd that? It was, it was Bill Paxton. Uh, the woman that was on um once Once Upon a Time. On NBC. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Jesus. Big God. Love? B- B- yes. She was on that. All right. She, she played twins. Okay. But she's but she's merely one actress. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, she has worked with uh, Eliza Clark, who's going to be show running. Why the last man? And, and apparently, her- despite
0: the change of the series, Will as originally planned shoot for a 2020 premiere date. Well, we met her by the pool that time.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Phoenix is reportedly being pulled from theaters already. Scat makes me so sad, dude. So I want to say they are pulling 40% of the theaters after only two weeks. So this flick – yeah, I know. This flick is made worldwide as of today $233 million, which is not a lot for a film of this magnitude. So this franchise is really going out with a whimper. And it makes me wonder if we hadn't – if we – because we were part of this – if they had not announced the merger – Which pretty much made this film obsolete in every Mm -hmm. way. Would it be the flop that it is? But also the reviews aren't good. So
0: yeah, I mean, so the reviews aren't good. Um, The the film preceding it wasn't like a smash hit success either. Uh, Like Apocalypse wasn't like. I feel like Days of Future Past was pretty decent. And that was
1: great. That was was a good flick.
0: Yeah, and then Apocalypse came out, and that came out in 2016. So now you know we're. The thing with the MCU movies is because they have all the characters to to juggle around, we get you get movie after movie after movie. And I yeah. feel like, you know, 3 years in between Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix it's just like that's like a, a long lull of not being around of following up a movie that didn't really do a great job of following up what was a half decent movie in Days of Future Past. So wait, wait wait, like,
1: it, it was a fully decent movie. Yeah,
0: fully decent. So it's just a long drawn out process to get to this point and then when it finally gets to the point it's Right after Endgame, which was awesome, and the announcement that Marvel's just gonna get all the rights anyway, so yeah, it,
1: this is a whole big, uh, whole bowl of
0: nothing. <laughs> What's the point in seeing this
1: movie? There, I mean, I want to see it, but like, I mean, honestly, when I, because the as you have pointed out, the Apocalypse movies were so shit that I, I wind up seeing it like bootleg style. I, it was just like, eh. Mm-hmm. And when, when when it's on TV, I pay it no mind. I pay more mind. When they play Daisy of Future Past, which is a fully decent movie, uh, because they have what's called the rogue cut, where they work in scenes that got cut originally with Anna Paquin uh, playing Rogue, which I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in for this. Okay. I, I give that more mind than than I ever do the others. So shit. All right, well let's talk some books. One more follow up. This is not in the notes. No. Uh, I was on Instagram today, and I can confirm that Francesca Root Dotson, who we had on the show. Uh, actress behind uh, Echo slash Harley Quinn on Gotham, got fucking married. What? I have no, I know how many homes can I wreck? We didn't even know that she was engaged. I I knew based upon Instagram. <laughs> uh, okay, we didn't talk about it on the show. We don't talk that kind of stuff on here. We but yeah, we start getting real personal. Yeah, we should have, we should have gone deep deep with into her personal life. So mm-hmm. so well, congrats to her. I'm sorry about your luck. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now let's talk some books. All right. So we didn't have a number one this this week, and what we did was tackle volume one of Neil Gaiman's The Sandman, Preludes, and Nocturnes. Uh, this came out in, is it 1989?
1: That's right. Yeah, it's not, actually, actually, you know what? It came out in November of 88, but it was listed January 89. Okay.
0: So in 1988, uh, the trade that I actually read was the 30th anniversary edition. I'm not sure what all was included in that. That's not in the normal trade, but uh, it was on Comixology Unlimited, was able to borrow it and yep. uh, plow through it. So I'm not going to get into... Uh, I feel like anybody reading the show has probably read The Sandman. So um, i not even going to read like the high-level overview of it. So so what I'll say is I've heard a lot about The Sandman over the years. I have not seen any of the sort of like failed renditions that they've tried to do um, on the screen. I know they've been trying to work that Joseph Gordon-Levitt thing, uh, but that seems yeah. to have gone by the wayside. So outside of just stories that I've always read and people always listing it as like their favorite book ever. Uh, I honestly didn't know much yeah. about Sandman going into this. Um, so I'm starting with a blank slate and there's a lot of these sorts of characters in this world that I know next to nothing and just very little about. But people like John Constantine, Lucifer, bunch man, Hunter, all these things that tie together in, in this outside of like, you know, the normals of Batman and Superman and everything. Mm -hmm. So I will say going into this, I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into. I was afraid at first that it was going to be like a lot of older comics that are real heavy in dialogue. um, And I'd have to be, you know, 100% paying attention to it. Um, It it was nice to me that that there was good flow. It broke up quite a bit in in times of where it was super dialogue heavy. Um, I will say, and and I told this to you, I think it's like the whole first two issues uh, I was starting to get a little bored. Yeah, so the whole backstory
1: of also there was like so many like they were they were juggling characters. They would get like a, yeah. like a, like got a, like a, a strip of it and like jump the, and it,
0: jumping ten years here, ten years there. Yeah. Um I wasn't quite sure what all I needed to be remembering, or if I was just supposed to go with the flow of yeah, you know, yeah all these different yeah. things happening. Um, so, you know, the, just the whole the whole backstory to get to the point of um,
1: they 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 summon the wrong person. Yes, they're they're looking for death they, but get they got that. Yes, they did, and he was none pleased about this. No. So they hold him captive for what, like seventy years? Yes, and then like finally, the dude that did it finally dies, and his inept son. Yes. Okay. Uh, shits the bed. He escapes and then goes into a bit of a rampage, and then uh, returns to his his home world, which, what's it called? The dream is what's called Dream World, Dream State. I'm getting off that my head. Okay and it shit's just gone
0: real left. Yeah. So until we get to the point of the three ladies three ladies come and he he's able to ask them one question to find where his three tools are to to rule his world. Um yes. up until that is, point I was like on the verge of being bored out of my mind. I'm like this, this is a lot of backstory and uh, it was like some it was some sand. Yeah. And, I'm like I don't like, quite like an know where this is going um but when he got to the, when he got to the questions and they mentioned Constantine, um, that he had one of them, they mentioned, uh, a demon having another, it started yeah. to, to ring into my head. Like, oh yeah, that's Constantine. Like, I've heard of these characters before. Right right right. Uh, and then the third one and then mentioning that like the Justice League has them. And it, and it always escapes my mind too that these characters interact with
1: it with them. It's not like a whole different universe. That was that was a thing that I was I was unaware of. That that you think, you know, Vertigo it's separate. Yeah. But no. They so yes, they, they mentioned Arkham Asylum and other like mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh wait, so we're allowed to talk about this?" Yeah. So once they start talking that stuff, I'm like, "Okay,
0: I'm back in and and his his journey in this first trade of getting those tools and getting back to it um, sort of had I mean sort of had a, a preacher feel a preacher is is just like a long crazy ass story drawn out over sixty some issues of just like an epic journey to you know find God um, you know make but him yet, pay and I yet, felt like I was starting on that journey once it got once it finally got going here
1: but but uh, but also and I hate to harp on this point not interacting with the Justice League not acknowledging other characters flying around. Right. right. S- same with, um, uh, fables. So, so th- I, that's where I was like, Oh, so we're, we're, we're going there with Batman and what have you. Cool. Yeah. So once it picked up, I
0: was fully on board. So I feel like it was a, it was, I was walking through mud to get to that point. Uh, once I did, um, love the issue with Constantine, the, them going back and forth, um, getting that, I forget which they're the ones that got the, the pouch of sand. Um, Loved. It. I was completely caught off guard when uh, old Mister Miracle shows up. He's obviously not really like doing anything other than being scot free, but just like the interactions there were like a little humorous scene um, of him trying to find a Justice League member to help, and the only guy he can get to is Martian Manhunter. Um, that made it a lot more interactive with me. Uh, made it a lot more fun. Uh, the, the the battle at the end with uh, was it John? Uh, yeah. Whoever got the stuff back from. Yeah. 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 Um, that was pretty cool. Love that. He thought he was getting rid of him by destroying the thing. I mean, I love how that He's played a- out. And then the final, the final issue with, uh, with death coming around and their back and forth of him now, just being like, I've got my tools back. I thought it would give me everything. Now I've got all this power and I'm kind of just like stuck. I have nothing else to do. And then to go on the, the little journey with death and that, that last issue of just like being there for all these people's last moments, um, was a crazy, crazy look into, uh, into that, into that world. Um, I loved it at that point. I loved it. Uh, just to go back, just to go a little bit forward, uh, because it was on Comicsology Unlimited, uh, I was able to just go right into Volume Two and start it. So I'm a little, a little peeked ahead. Um, I feel at some point I won't blow through all of these trades, but I can see why people love it so much. Um, I assume that I'm that I'm hooked now. It's gonna be stay pretty good. Um, so I mean, I'm on board. I, I don't know why it took me so long to get to this, and I'm glad I finally did, and I'm glad I made it through those first couple of issues
1: that were really boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, I, I mean I, I remain on the fence to be honest with you. I this kinda reminds me a little and flame me alive listeners of the show, when I finally read years later, Secret Wars, the the original one. And just it just reads a little bit a little bit old school. I realize that it's a very different style book. It's a different style um, you know, narrative that way. I, I'll I'll see how I feel. I'll, I'll defer to you if it's worth going any further. It, Cause again, there are too many comics. That's what I'm saying. So I need to just f- see how I feel. I will say one thing um, in,
0: in different spaces, I enjoy the art. Uh, but in terms of reading, I find it difficult at times, uh, especially his dialogue being like the splattered, um, word boxes that are black with the white text it's oftentimes yeah. like blended in with black background sure, sure sometimes he's got words that are like all caps in the middle of a sentence and the the font is iffy. like it, it's a little hard to read at times and that's like it's, being very nitpicky but and just keeping with the
1: flow it's like well, random capitalized things. It's, just, it's just a little difficult that's all just just comics have changed is all yeah, we're saying a, yeah. we're, we we have evolved with modern times yeah.
0: I mean I, I'm enjoying it. I wouldn't say right now that it's my all-time favorite thing, but I can see why a lot of people
1: do love it. How many sh- does this go? I mm. want to say I want to say 30. Am I am I making that up? I think it's more than that. I mean, Jesus. Uh, here comes the Google. Mhm. The Sandman. Vertigo. How long? How there's many issues? volume 1
0: 2 3 4. So there's at least up to 75. Okay,
1: it looks like 75 plus one special. Yeah. Okay, so uh Double, but more Yeah, than what I than what I thought. So I'm in for it. Okay. Well, they, good for you. Well, thank you. That, that sounds sarcastic when you say that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, next week, what do we got? We've
0: got two books next week. Uh, first up is Marilyn Maynard, number one. This is out of IDW. This is uh, Magdalene Visaggio, uh, who wrote Eternity Girl, which we were fans of. Yes. It says, Where Were You in 81? When the White House Goes Dark for 17 Days in August, the president's spoiled daughter and her best friend Abe who claims to be possessed by the spirit of Abe Lincoln through a rager at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, unearthing long dead historical figures and government secrets that are better off buried sex, drugs, rock and roll seances and secret passageways lead to time bending mystical romps where past and present collide. But at what cost to Marilyn Keller, the world at large and music television.
1: So MTV's in this.
0: Sounds cool. Okay, that's good. And then we've also got Wolverine exit wounds. Number one, obviously out of Marvel comics. This is written by Chris Claremont. A legend. Larry Hama and Sam Keith? The only Chris Claremont is a legend. All right. Wolverine legends Chris Claremont, Larry Hama, and Sam Keith reunite. He goes by many names. Patch, Weapon X, Logan, but most just call him the Wolverine. Join Marvel's greatest storytellers for three brand new untold tales of the X-Men's deadliest member, Blood, Broads, and Blades. You asked for it,
1: Bub. I mean, I'm cool with that. That, that also, this is the Bub thing. Like It's like a childhood, <laughs> a childhood itch has been scratched. So that's something.
0: All right. Well, elsewhere this week, I... Um, I Download Gideon Falls 14. I have not read it yet. And also my pre-order of the, the Winter Soldier Kyle Higgins trade came through. I um, have not finished that up yet. That's because I went right into Salmon Volume 2. Um, so I read many, the 200-some pages of Salmon Volume 1. I've read three issues of Volume 2. Um, so listen, I, I read
1: one title, but I read a lot of pages. I mean, who's who's denying you this? Yeah, let's just get off my case. I will catch up. I, I, I'm not on anyone's case. All right, so I didn't read a whole lot as I looked at this because you guys again, our debut review was five books long. Mm-hmm. Um, Gideon's Falls fourteen, which again continues to excite. Uh, it it, I, it just over so fast is the thing. It really it does. Cause, I mean, I, I and I, I give credence to how um, intricate these spreads are. I mean, th- th- I mean. Andrew Sorrentino is a killer artist. So my, my thought is the dude really puts time into this, and, that, and that's why Saga takes such crazy breaks because Fiona need, needs a break. She's mm-hmm. she is an, a true artist, not to shit on or or critique the work of other artists who are doing great work in comics. That's my assumption. Okay, mm-hmm. it's so good. Agreed. And we've and I think that we in, in only fourteen books, and I almost want to start over because we've come so far in this book. It has really, really taken a journey from when we first meet the characters and the premise to what's happening now so that's my thought there um and re- can x-men 20 and th- at the risk of comparing this to dark phoenix the movie the thing about this book is they've already talked so much about house of x and powers of 10 that's how you say it by the way it looks like powers of x but it's powers of 10 okay That this is the big setup that jonathan hickman has been charged with and it's supposed to be a real game changer and a very big step forward and putting the x-men back on the a-list at marvel because they have the movies now Mm -hmm. um so these things that, that are happening in this book which are talk we're talking like they've been killing characters left and right and this is a matthew rosenberg book you know we're fans of this guy it makes you wonder how much of this is worth our time. But it, but I still enjoy the book, don't get me wrong. But this is happening, you know, while Earth's wild, on top of what I already mentioned, the Age of X thing is still happening. So a lot of characters have been disappeared from the playing field. So we're left with kind of the best of the rest. But I, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. The thing that I think is most particularly unusual is a character called, called Quanon, who is the Asian assassin that swapped bodies with Silek for like 30 years is back on the scene and people in this book are like Psylocke and like no 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 no. this is just the body that she's been sharing for all this time that's been interesting to see how that's been playing out because again this person looks like Psylocke who's been you know body swapped for months back to her original state with a similar power set with a very similar costume but not that character it's a little weird but you know I'm I'm into it
0: okay that sounds interesting
1: Makes me wonder who I'm a bigger fan of, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Right? Silak of the one who win. When, I mean honestly 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 when I met this character, they'd already swapped bodies. So that's what I've always known Silic to look like and, and act like. So it's a little strange. But you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Hey, what are you gonna do? Not nothing is oh. the thing. I have to, I have no power here, be gone.
0: <laughs> we uh, we're not gonna watch a Deadly Class TV show is what we're gonna do.
1: Yeah, you know what though? I mean, again, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was well made. I'm really surprised it didn't catch um, you know, I saw a tweet from Rick Remender after this who basically said, you know, look, I'm kind of feeling the sting of this, but if you want to see this series continue, there's a way to do that, and it's to read the fucking book. Yeah, which is so, what, like 39 issues deep now? Yeah, and, and it, it's been a fairly consistent run. I, the art in this book is really great. Uh, I've always enjoyed that. So, again, where I, I, I just I, – I really can't believe it didn't do what it was supposed to do, but – you know, the book has maintained its quality, in my opinion. Well, that's good for Reminder.
0: Um, I mean, I still have – I did purchase the, that, the first season on iTunes, so I gave him a little bit of money there. I will catch up eventually with the book at some point. I read a lot of it uh, and kept falling off. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sad to see it go. It, it seemed like a type of show and the type of story that would get some sort of audience that uh, – I mean, sort, of, sort of the, how like the Kingsman movies do very good.
1: Yeah, based I mean, off that the, secret, so it's just like a, a you don't even have to know that this is a comic book. I mean the 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 soundtrack was good. I even got a retweet from Recommender when I mentioned it once. I know I'm a fucking idiot, but <laughs> I, but, but like I, there was just so much thought put into it. Wes Craig, the artist of this, megawatt talent, and it's just and I thought they did a really good job of you know with a lot of accuracy recreating the look and feel of a book like this on television, on network television, on cable TV. But, you know, I don't know.
0: Certainly. Uh, we talked last time about Super Sons about to come to an end, wondering where these characters would end up, if they'd stay together, uh, what would happen if, since it was it was a book, the, the first run was was so good, uh, they kept it going. Um, it's come out that Brian Michael Bendis has previewed the Super Sons reunion that you've been waiting for. So it looks like they're going to show up in Bendis' Superman run uh, doing a little something. This is something I was worried about, though. Uh, Obviously, I used to get suckered in the past of buying every Damian Wayne thing. um, Yeah. That sort of tailed off as the Super Sun started, and then he was also in Teen Titans, as I didn't like the Teen Titans book all that much. Right. Um, You know, I was sort of looking forward to either maybe a little break, perhaps these two reuniting in their own book in a few months or so. Uh, I don't have to start buying Benice's Superman. Is what I'm getting to.
1: Well, I mean, it's also not the the group that we know. The, 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 so John's been aged, yeah. right? He's he, so that's 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 not the reunion we've been waiting for. I wanted them to never change <laughs> ages. Uh, so this is a Superman art called Unity Saga. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I
0: will, will follow some reviews of this. Maybe by the first issue on Comixology when it hits. Just to see them in there, and you know how they're drawn and what they're up to, but um, yeah, the re- the reading I've been waiting for was not them pe- appearing in another book that I, that I have no idea what's going on in. So uh, this is I'm glad to see them still being used. Um, not happy to see that's in this way.
1: Okay, well, I and mean, then,
0: we'll investigate. I'm sure. Lastly, uh, Marvel over the last few weeks had been teasing out a countdown um, of a big announcement about Spider Man. So every day on Twitter and Instagram, they were counting down, doing the thing. People did. People thought maybe it was something from Far From Home. Um, you know what would Which be one? going on? What's happening here? It turns out that J.J. Abrams, J. J. Abrams, and his son Henry are writing a Spider-Man miniseries.
1: How old is this kid?
0: Uh, not sure. But also, I was I saw some blowback from creators on Twitter. Not no, no, I'm sorry. Not even creators, uh, commentators of like a a J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams written Spider-Man is not something that I'm getting excited for. And like of all these creators who are like busting their tail to like get to the point of being able to write a Spider-Man book, it's weird that they just like here J.J. You write this limited series, and we'll put a bunch of uh, marketing behind it.
1: Well, because that's that is why he's doing it. He is a name brand, and yes, that sucks for up and comers, but. I mean, they're running a – I'm not defending it necessarily. I'm just – I'm shedding light on perhaps the logic that, yes, of course you want J.J. Abrams writing a book. His son will take her leave. But also <laughs> uh, I, I mean, also he's got like Olivier Coipedou in the cover, which you know I'm a huge fan. Also, Sarah Pacelli is involved in this. So yeah. you've got some some heavy hitters, as you would say, doing the thing. And there's a um, crazy new villain named Cadaverus apparently. Who, who cares? Um, that, 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 that I don't care about. That I don't care about. Also, I have my tickets. By the way, I'm going Tuesday at nine thirty. Awesome. I'm excited, and I can't hide it. So is it coming out? So you're going? does it? Is it coming out the
0: Tuesday? What the? What the second? Is that the second? The third? Yes. Yes. the okay. Second.
1: So they're pushing it up. So because of July fourth weekend. That's my assumption. I'm okay. literally along on the ride. Right. One guy was proposing we go at midnight. And I'm like, yeah, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's two hours and nine minutes and I don't live that close to the theater. So that would be be me getting home at like mm, three o'clock in the morning. And they show them early now. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Well, we got, we wind up getting nine 30. So I'll be done at like 11 ish, just shy of midnight and I'll probably take a car to get home. And by that, I mean, I'm going to call the car, not drive. And that's not so bad. And then and then Wednesday is the new Friday. I and imagine I'll end up doing the same thing. Because the holiday. Because we we of, Ameri- of America. This is true. Do you have fourth plans, by the way? Plans? No. Yes. Okay, so you'll be around. Yes. Okay, well, I got little bro flying up uh, for the long weekend. But other than that, let's, uh, let's make this uh, recording schedule happen. We uh, will. Um, all right. Looking forward to uh, next
0: week Because I just got the email from Amazon That I have been charged For my Comixology Subscriptions, not prescriptions And uh, it's a big week Runaways number 22 and Ascender number 3 So tune in next week because I will definitely Read those two as well as our two number ones And we'll have lots to talk about Excellent and, I'm yeah, excited to comics.com. Hit us up. I've been reading too many comics